Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garmin, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Hello, and well, you might see my daughter from time to time as she's there either drawing or whatever on her tablet. Um, so just letting you know. <laughs> Uh, either way, we are here, and we are going to be talking about some God of War Ragnarok today, as Mark has got about 15 hours into the game. We have uh, some new Nintendo Indie World games to talk about, so you know I got some favorites, and we got plenty of other things, including some sad news uh, to get into in the world of uh, entertainment, and we'll do all that right after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Well, we are. Are y'all ready? Because there's going to be a lot of random raw talk in a second. Before we get to that, though, let's go ahead and get the housekeeping out of the way. Of course, if it's your first time or your hundredth time listening, we always appreciate you. You can go subscribe, like, follow on the YouTube, which you can go watch live whenever we do the show. And I'm sorry, I know we were supposed to do this on our regular day on Monday, but I'm still having to help the girlfriend move, and this is this feels like it's going to take ages. Uh, hopefully, we get some good news on Monday about there being a place for her to move, so that there seems like there's an end to this uh, saga that's felt like it's taken forever. So I haven't been able to play anything because my whole week has been that. Literally, this is the first time I'm touching my computer. Uh, the entire week. So that tells you how much, how lacking I've been in doing anything gaming related, really. Uh, but, you know, thankfully Mark is picking up the slack in that direction. Uh, so usually we either record on Monday nights or Tuesday nights. Uh, the video version is up pretty quickly sometime the next day, sometimes the audio version, which you can listen to on podcasts, wherever there are podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Amazon, uh, anywhere there are podcasts, pretty much use your favorite podcast thing of choice. We're on there. Subscribe video games to the max or on uh, the whole network. You can get W2 network and you get not just what we do here. If you like anime, you got taught the cakey. We have an MMA show, MMA for marks as well. And we also uh, have Mark Radlich and the Radlich Broadcasting crew doing, uh, you know, TV shows. They just did the uh, Cabinet of Curiosities review, you know, the Guillermo del Toro uh, joint. And they've, uh, of course, been keeping up with all the they did, uh, source material on Black Panther. Of course, they're getting ready for the Wakanda Forever review, which I'm sure will be sometime next week. So you can check that out as well. Um, so with that being said, guys. Let's get on with it here. So you said you're about 15 hours in on Ragnarok, Mark. So any like thoughts, I guess, from having played the first game, going into this game, does it feel the same, different? Uh, I mean, I you played the first game pretty recently, so you'd have more to talk about that, I guess, than I did. I mean, I played the first game when it came out, and that was you know four years ago, I think, right? Right. So it feels the same pretty much. I think 
I, I do have some problems with the game, though. The first is it seems like weirdly unpolished in like very specific spots. Uh, okay. Like it crashed on me once, like to like the PS5 menu, or, like you know, just blue screened. When I was like in a boat, like I was, I wasn't like doing anything. It was just like I made a turn and it just crashed to like the desktop. <laughs> okay. And Atreus has gotten stuck in a few times, and I don't remember that that ever happening in the first game. Like one time he got stuck behind like basically like in a doorway, I think, or like he had himself like wedged in a doorway and then he couldn't get out. <laughs> And I had to, like, shoot something in the environment or have him shoot something, and he couldn't do it. Or he kept, like, his aim was, like, always off because he's, like, stuck in this position. He's trying to shoot, but he can't see it. And I think I eventually yeah. fixed that by, like, going to the boat, and that, like, magically teleports him to where I am. And that, there's another great one I took. I took video of this one where he's, like, running in place. He's, like, running into a wall, essentially. And it's, like, that never happened in the first game. <laughs> like, I don't remember this stuff. So, yeah, I'm, like, 15, I'm, I'm probably, probably, like, 16 or 17 hours in. I have, like, just unlocked the lake area, which, you know, in that first game, like, that's your, your hub area, pretty much. Not anymore. <laughs> like, it's, like, a yeah. frozen hellscape. I, there's a bunch of stuff to do in it, I think. I just haven't, I like, I just got to it, so I haven't started, like, messing with it too much. But, like, yeah, the whole, like, hub thing is kind of gone. And in okay. its place, yeah. you, you go back to Sindri and... Brock's house, which is like between the realms, they say, and like that's where you can kind of teleport back to, like that's like your home base, and you can teleport to any realm or any you know, level from there. And there's stuff to do in each level, like side stuff, which is fun. You know, it's mostly like oh, go kill this or go collect this. The game starts you off though, and I think this is to the first game's credit, and it's a detriment here to an extent. With the axe and the blades, like pretty much unlocked at the start, right? Like, you, get, you, you get the blades like an hour in, or you know, it's not even you know, after like the first twenty minutes or like half hour, you, get, you unlock the blades. And I think the first game did a be- much better job of onboarding you with the with the axe first. So you played that first game like half the damn game, you only had the axe. <laughs> this one, you have both, and it combat it gets a little overwhelming in spots with both unlocked. And I know there's a third. I haven't gotten the third yet. I know the third is like a spear, which I think I've already seen in the game. I don't. I'm not quite sure, but it looks. Odin had a spear, and it looked like something I'm going to be able to get at some point. <laughs> yeah, you play Atreus in this game. I played him in like three pretty long sequences. Yeah. And he. The funny thing is, he's much easier than Kratos because he can stun the hell out of enemies and just like one shot them, like you know, just like R three and they're dead. And, like, you pair up with uh, Freya a lot in this game, which I, I liked her character quite a bit in the first game. That's kind of cool. But, right. yeah, yeah, what do you want to know? I mean, that was going to be my question. Was there any characters you kind of, oh, yeah. you know, it's all I, bad? I, like, well, I mean, I like pretty much all the characters in this game. Like, Odin is pretty interesting. Like, the, there's a problem with him also, well, Odin and Thor, I guess, to an extent, where, like, you, you introduced him in, like, the first half hour. And then they disappear for like the next twelve hours or like thirteen hours. Who am I fight? Like it's it's like this weird disconnect where like they should have been in the game like a little more. <laughs> at least at least as a start, but they're both like very interesting takes on the character. Let's say that. And you go to uh, Asgard, and it's not like you know the Marvel, the MCU version. <laughs> well, I you're <laughs> not. Uh, but a lot of good acting, like across the board. Although it's weird that like 
it's almost like Atreus and Kratos' relationship has, like, taken, not a backseat, but, like, regressed in this game just a tad. Yeah. Like, in the first game, like, they end off on a pretty good footnote of, like, being equals. And in this one, they're basically being back to how they were in the first game. Only, like, Atreus is much more, like, pissed about it. Or, like, you know, rebellious. Right, he's a teenager, so it makes sense. Shouldn't this have been taken care of? Or, I mean... Oh, well, I, I mean, again, he's like he's entering a different step of his. Well, it's not. It's not up, really him. So. It's like Kratos is like the immovable, you know, the immovable object. Or yeah, I I, re- I will find it funny. I keep talking to Yens about this game, and he absolutely refuses to play it. Why? This in the last one, and it's mainly because like Kratos is like such a he called it like a garbage character from the first three game, you know, four games or whatever, and the writing was so bad, and combat was so bad. Okay, but those games are different. And like, yeah, I was like, don't you understand that, like, yeah, like a series can evolve and change, <laughs> and like yeah, you can same. like a series from when it was when it existed before. I mean, I said like not like it like, then. Yeah, a good example is like Saints Row Three or Saints Row. Like the first two games aren't bad games, but they aren't good. Like they aren't the greatest, you know, compared to Saints Row Three. But he yeah. like refuses to budge on the issue at all, and it's like really funny how like intransigent he's being about it. And it's not, it's not like the same writer worked on all games. Like Corey yeah, Barlog, Corey Barlog was like, involved, but he only worked on the second one. <laughs> like yeah. that was it. You know, the second one, and then 2018, and he didn't. Even, I mean, he directed this one, but he didn't like write it or anything. But yeah, it's like I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I will agree. Kratos was like a huge piece of garbage in the first four games, but it's a completely different take on the character it's not like angry rage man murdering his way through everything anymore oh yeah exactly that's the whole point is that he has grown he is matured he's been through some more stuff so meanwhile he's enjoying bane at a three and it's like yep same character (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean he likes those kinds of games so it's not too surprising but it is i mean this this to me is like you know, I would say it's like a it's like a mash of like the Terminator reboot games and like Devil May Cry. Okay. Because you still got like combat, you know, Devil May Cry, like switching between weapons, even like mid combo. But like you know, you're unlocking new abilities or like new traversal things to like make further ways in the game, or you know, you unlock you know new stuff to do that with. Which is what Terminator did. <laughs> and you know, like back Batman Arkham Asylum and stuff like that. I've heard that it doesn't really show you anything or like it, it's not great about telling you that you need to use your XP to unlock it. Uh, I mean, it tells you at the beginning, but like, yeah, I got, I don't think the skill, the skill menu, like the skills are fun at all in this game. Really? Like compared to the last game. Yeah. And I got like a buttload of experience and even money right now. And it's like, well, you can craft this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but why would I? Or like what I have like one piece of gear I like because it restores some bit of health whenever I stun an enemy. And that's been so far the best thing because I, I am really rusty at the game. I'm not doing well in combat. Like I've died probably a dozen times. So like that one, would you say it's harder than the first game or you just, because you haven't played it? No. I mean, it might be a tad harder, but yeah, it's just because I'm like rusty and I haven't, you know, I'm, I'm not playing this game every like two months. So, you know, you just fatigue sets in, 
I've only faced right. I faced like six or seven bosses, but only one is like the type of boss that God of War is like known for, like a big. It wasn't even that big, but a kind of a big screen filling boss, you know. Uh, most of the time, just kind of like bigger dudes, or like you know, slightly bigger guy, or a more agile guy, or like those alligator guys occasionally. But right. it's not like you know, eight story tall buildings of b- bosses that the old games were known for. But you know, it's a lot of puzzle solving. You know, you got you know trying to activate three switches in a row, and it's like, well, I have these tools. And it says I can do this, so how do I, you know, figure this out? Or stuff like that. Have you ran into the Atreus and, uh, or Kratos telling you the actual, how to, like, solve the puzzle if you don't solve it fast enough? No, it's more like the, uh, helper or your companion will tell you, like, oh, I can shoot, like, you can lower this platform, like, we now have a way to get to this switch to unlock the platform or stuff like that, you know? Which is helpful because, like, I actually find the game a little, uh, visually overwhelming in spots. So it's helpful for them to say, hey, this is, throw your axe over here. <laughs> also, like, do you feel like there's a lot going on visually? I mean, it's not like a living world, but I mean, it's like very colorful and very, it's very detailed. And a lot of the stuff, like some stuff does kind of uh, pop out at you. Like, oh, I can see this circle thing and it's, it's a little frosty. Like, okay, throw your axe at that. But some stuff like really hides in the, in the, uh, background so yeah it is helpful to have freya or atreus go hey light this on fire <laughs> yeah all right but yeah i i i enjoy it but i would call uh last the uh 2018 got a war like 10 out of 10 this is probably like 9 out of 10 it's so you know, it's why inher- it's you don't think that less- if you get to the end yeah. you won't change your mind or well i'm saying like right now it's 9 out of 10 i mean i'm okay. starting my go up but i mean like from a gameplay perspective it's inherently less impressive than the last one because it's not entirely new or it's not that different really and honestly some of the bugs even if they're minor kind of hurt the game a little (laughs) i mean is it like bad bugs that kept you from well that one that crashed the game was a little annoying and i mean some of them are like well if i didn't get a trace unstuck from this position i would have had to restart because He's just there, you know. I can't, I can't get him out of that hole or that, right? That where that like archway he was stuck in. So, oh, because you're still doing the the whole we're following him, yeah. Part okay. Oh yeah. All right. I mean, and he that's... had really good humor and, like I said, great, great, great action across the board. You know. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm excited to hear is the you know everybody keeps saying oh it's funnier there's uh seems like there's more camaraderie between the two or at least they have, you know, barbs at each other or whatever because of a trace, you know, being older than he was in the first game. So, yeah. And there's a good sequence where uh, he, he like sees his like past self and you yeah. can really tell that actor has like matured <laughs> as far as like his voice. Yeah. It's the same thing as like when, uh, Haley Joel Osment did like Sora and Kingdom Hearts one and then two. It was like, Oh, he got way older. <laughs> Yeah, they talked about that, I think, in the behind the scenes. Like, there was parts where his voice was changed. They, he actually had to go through that whole, the puberty of his voice changing, and then what do they do with that? Yeah. You know, just kind of having the... And then Kingdom Hearts 3 rolled around, it's like 15 years later, it's like, oh, his voice really changed. <laughs> yeah, his voice is way different. It's just, but yeah, well, I, I really do like it, but like I said, like, just 
It's a little buggy that I've seen. And I, I feel like this. it's just a little less focused, at least right now. But who knows? Maybe the it'll kind of... I, I think it's like one of those games where like you really want to kind of finish the storyline and then kind of go through it again. Or go through it like after the fact and get all the get all the collectibles you can because a lot of stuff like oh these geysers coming out of the wall like, i don't have the weapon for that right you should mark that on the map so i can go back like you remind me to go back here and do this <laughs> <laughs> also the, i find the uh map is terrible and the i don't remember the compass being a problem in the last game but this game it's like really all over the place oh man like is, did, was the compass like really inaccurate the last game no, I don't remember having that problem. Neither did I. But this one, like it, like you're going in a like direction, but it feels like, like let's say it's like the the thing is going north, like that's where the objective is, and you're going north, but then it'll start swaying like to the west or east, and it's like, right? Why are you doing this? Like, I know it's north, like the map tells me it's north, but it just feels like it's like weirdly inaccurate, and it's like this is the compass, like this thing should be the most accurate. Yeah, and the no, the map, I mean that's that's true. The compasses should be more accurate to the map. Honest, the map reminds me of, and I know people didn't like this game. I actually did, but not this part. The map in Fable Three. What was wrong with the map? In people Fable didn't 3? people didn't like it, or I know people didn't like it because it was like a diorama map. Like it didn't it wasn't like it didn't look to scale, and it looked like okay. it was like some kids rendition of a map or something like that and it's like yeah that's that looks the same like in this game like it took me a few hours to even like re- recognize what kratos's icon was and there's no i wish i really wish it was like a waypoint system there is like, you, you can tell the map like oh make this objective on the compass you know that's where it needs to go but because the compass is inaccurate that doesn't really work <laughs> right but yeah like i said i I still really like it. If we weren't doing this, we'd be playing it right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping to get into it tomorrow when I have some See, time, finally. Yeah, I'll be curious like, what you think of it, because you played God of War a lot fresher than I did, or more recently. So right. your opinion would probably be a little more valid in that respect. Yeah, but I mean, you still have the experience of having played the first one. So, you know, that it doesn't invalidate yours. Just, you know, having that feeling of, you haven't played it, so maybe some of the things that, if you were, I guess, fresh on it, maybe you wouldn't have died so much with the combat, perhaps. Yeah, but. I don't think there are. I may be wrong here, but I, I, I know there are dragons to fight in this game, but right. I don't think there are any of the uh, Valkyries to fight. Yeah, I mean, do. I've heard that the side quests have. There's a lot, you know, the side quests are a big point of this game. Like some of them oh, yeah. are like actually worth many of them are worth like traversing it. It makes you feel like it's actually like should be part of the game because they're that good. Yeah. So and again, and, like, and, a, lot, a lot of backstory and characters and, you know, st- stuff like that. <laughs> that's great to hear. I try not to get too far, too much into it, obviously, because, you know, avoid spoilers. since the game just came out a few days ago. Uh, obviously, but if you haven't beaten it ne- by next week, you're a scrub. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean it, it's also, I've seen a lot of people say that, you know, it took them at least, like, what, 30, 35 hours to do a lot of things and beat the game. So it seems like it's a bigger game than the first <laughs> one as well. I have heard 20 hours if you just, like, mainline the main quest. 
Right. But about 40 if you like want to do everything or 40 to 50. Yeah. I am, but it, uh, you know, the writing is so good. You should want to do a lot more than just play the yeah. story. So, right. But, uh, anything, since we're already on this subject, anything else you want to talk about, uh, game playing? Uh, or- well, not, not directly game playing, but last week, uh, or last weekend, I went to a retro game expo a few towns over. And I think it was supposed to, I mean, it's not like the Seattle one, let's say that. Right. But I think it might have been like the largest one in my state, which is kind of depressing if, you, if I thought, if I really think about it, because it was like, I don't know, 20 to 25 kind of tables or kiosks set up by different sellers. Uh, I knew some of them, like a uh, few people I like really do know, because they run like a game store like 15 miles away from me and they're good people. Uh, but it was a, a it was a very small kind of ballroom, and it's like two like the like the passageways were like too narrow, to barely get like two people through them, you know. But right, uh, I picked up a few things. I picked up uh, Perfect Dark. Uh, I picked up X Men for the Super Super Nintendo. I picked up Legend of Dragoon. Oh, always a great one to grab there. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a black label copy, which makes me happy. And it's funny because another per, another seller had the uh it was like 55 bucks because that game like is getting like has always kind of been like weirdly valuable uh, right yeah it's a cult classic yeah another table had had a copy for 50 but it didn't have the manual and like the back case was kind of like cracked so i'm like yeah i'll i'll spend the extra five bucks and get a good copy <laughs> yeah this is the stuff you should be putting on uh that ps plus premium sony Legend of yeah. Dragoon. They have the game. Like it, it's their game, you know. Like I'd be happy to go back and get to play that uh, again. You know, um, not saying the the ones for this month that which is like all all the Ratchet games. That's not that's pretty good actually. But still, you know, right? Give you give you some actual cold classics. You know. Yeah, uh, I picked up uh, a game called Kegaro Deception Two. Okay. Do you know what that is? I have no idea. That's why I'm waiting for you to tell me okay. what it is. Ever heard of Deception 4? That was a PS4 game? Uh, no. It was like Deception 4, like Nightmare Princess, and they made another one, I think. It was like a weird blood tie, if that was the other one. So Deception is a long-running franchise uh, by Tecmo. Uh, we play a young girl in like a mansion, and you set traps in the ground, the floor, and the air. And people kind of try to invade your house and you kill them. And that's about it. Like the traps, the later games get a lot more goofy with it. Like a lot, a lot more goofy, let's just say. But like the, the first two games were pretty like gothic horror inspired or like, you know, they're playing, playing the littlest crater to the best. Uh, but I think a strategy game, you know, you're trying to like guide people around to the, to these towels where you have traps on them and then you activate it and then they die. (laughs) Okay, so but it's a strategy game, like oh, so you're trying to kill them while you get them on the on these tiles. Okay, yeah, like you, like it's a third person. I mean, it's like action. It's like strategy slash action because like you're walking around and you're you know, right. It's not like re- it's not like turn based. Like it's like real time, you know. But okay. I, uh, I stopped watching this trailer on video here. Oh my god, this is so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like th- th- this is a lot more goofy than 
deception too. But I mean, yeah, this right. is, this is the whole point. And yeah, you are trying to like chain stuff together, you know. Yeah, well, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Like, I'm surprised that they, you know, haven't. I feel like I, you know, they if they if, if this is supposed to be some kind of cult series, I feel like they don't talk much about this. You know? I mean, they make like one a generation. I think <laughs> like yeah, they don't make a ton of them. Like they only made five. I guess right. or yeah, but it's kind of cool. Or yeah, the last one was like PS4. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean. Yeah, like I said, they make like one or two a generation, and then they're like, "All right, we're that's done for now." <laughs> yeah, but uh, I got a the last two things I got were a X Men uh, arcade game bezel, like the thing they put on the top of the cart, the arcade, you know, the machine. Yeah, like basically okay. like this, like the big title or the, the big placard. Okay, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna mount that to my wall at some point, and I got this for Yens. For his like Christmas present, I guess the uh, he's big into the mini console stuff. Like he got the Genesis mini Genesis too, and he said he gets all he gets all of them actually. Right. I got him the the uh, Mega. Let me look this up. The Mega Drive Tower Mini, which is a accessory pack for the first mini Genesis, where it's a Sega CD 32x, Sonic and Knuckles, and Sonic 3 cartridge, but miniaturized. Oh wow! But they don't do anything. They're they're empty, you know. But okay, it's just, yeah, it's just to look at it, or you know, it's just to make like, the whole, you know, second Genesis Genesis Tower thing. Okay, so it's not an actual like game or anything. It's just, no, no, like, it's it's all empty. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just for decoration. <laughs> I mean, it's still cool to have if you have the the console. So yep, that's still... and it's a Japanese one, so he'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm oh, sure I also he... met uh. At the thing, I met two YouTubers I follow online, so that was cool. All right, I mean, they were, you know. they were. Uh, I mean, I brought some stuff with me as well, not to really sell, but just kind of show people. And right. they were mighty impressed with my debug PS One and Xbox. <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome! And so, no, uh, nobody tried to buy it off of you or anything. I heard one guy was trying to find me, but I think I might have been taken back to my car. But I mean. That Xbox is like worth like two grand. So oh, there I you go. You're getting a pin. You know yeah. what to do with that. Uh, there's a few other stuff I'd probably sell in lieu of that first. <laughs> yeah. Well, but if I'm ever, yeah, if I'm ever like the house burns down or something, that's the only thing I save. <laughs> that and the cat. <laughs> but I Get the cat first, obviously, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I may do something with those guys like down the road because like they're local. Or semi-local, so you yeah, can show that thing off in a video or something. I mean, do they like specialize in something on you? Like they retro YouTubers as well, or are they? They don't really do. They don't play games. They do like monthly videos where they like show what they've gotten or like pick like, oh, okay, like collections. Sorry. Yeah, and it's funny because they both said to me like, "Oh, you have a pretty good collection." And I'm like, "I've seen your videos. Like your collection dwarfs mine. Like I, I have some. I do have some good stuff and some rare stuff, but like." You have like two or three times the stuff as I got, <laughs> right? Yeah. As far as like quant, like quantity, who knows about quality? But as far as like, you know, I've seen one of the guys like you know game rooms, and he has like thousands of games, <laughs> and I was like, I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. I just have a, a weird Xbox. So. Yeah. If I if we get to have Randy on again, I'll have to ask him how big his collection actually is. He has like 
almost every system. I, I have a lot like, of all the 64 games. Yeah. So I know he has a pretty uh, big collection as well. I have like uh, three N64 games. <laughs> uh, has that I, I, also gone up in price, I guess, the 64 games? or It depends on the game. Uh, I, no, I actually have four because I, I, I forgot I picked one up. But I mean, so, some places like mispriced games. Like I got a copy of like Rogue Squadron for like five bucks once. Right. So I'll take that. <laughs> I, I got, I only had, like I said, four and six four games. I got Rogue Squadron, Perfect Dark, uh, Extreme G2, and uh, Psycho Habu Shogi, a Japanese-only shogi game. All right. That's certainly one. That I can understand and yeah. play well. <laughs> I got it because, like, the dude on the on the the like label is great, and it actually is like one of the first Japanese launch games, which is kind of cool. But I'll never play it. <laughs> All right, um, onto the news. <laughs> yes. All right, so I guess we should go ahead and have to discuss some sad news here. Um, some. Very sad news. Uh, I think for many people, when you think of Batman, uh, if you are, if you lived in the time where you saw the Batman animated series, or you know you like the Batman Arkham games, but mainly like the animated series for the most part, you think of Kevin Conroy as Batman. For me, that's when I think of Batman. I think of those cartoon series first. Yeah. Um, before you know the. Nolan Batman series and Christian Bale and all that. Um, he was really the one that carried the torch aside from obviously the original Batman, you know, series, live action series and all that. Right. Uh, but to, to find out that kind of out of, it felt like out of nowhere, this getting an announcement that at the age of 66, he has uh, passed away. Any thoughts on? On your end, I mean, he he voiced Batman even in multiverses most recently. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. he is. I mean, to to most people, he's probably like the, the definitive Batman because yeah, a lot of people grew up in the cartoon or the he did a bunch of movies and then they right, did yeah. the games too. So, I actually really liked it when he popped up in that uh, Batgirl or Batwoman crossover as like old broken Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh the hell yeah, he finally got his due. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone like knew he had cancer. That's what he died, passed away from. Uh, yeah. He just kept it secret. Uh, yeah, it's a real shame. He was really talented. Uh, by all accounts, he was like, the, one of like the nicest guys ever. Yeah, I mean, he was still going to cons and everything, even though he was sick. And There's a, uh, I'll tell this, I mean, I won't tell it as well as he did, but there's a great story that Henry Rollins talked about on one of his DVDs about, like, doing voice work for the Batman Beyond cartoon because he was on it as, as like a guest character, like recurring guest right. character. And like he was talking, he showed up at the, at the studio and he's like, he met, he's talking about Kevin Conroy, but he's like, he met this guy who looked like Don Imus. And yeah, if you actually do look at, look at like side by side, they actually do kind of look alike, which is like scary. And then the guy started talking with like the deepest voice ever. And Henry Rollins like, how the fuck do you do that? And the guy was just like, I don't know. I guess I was just born with it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like I said, shame. I mean, everyone kind of read, you know, all the people in that community 
were pretty sad or broken up about it for a good reason. Yeah, I, I love seeing the pictures of, you know, like Mark Hamill with Kevin Conroy and Tara Strong as well, like getting to, um, you know, see them with him and just, and it sucks to. Yeah, there's a, there's a great happen. picture of uh, Kevin Conroy, Tim Daly, who was like the voice of Superman in the cartoon, and Clancy Brown together, who was the voice of Lex Luthor. And it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely a legend. Uh, one that we're going to, I think all of us are going to miss is like Batman. I don't know. Obviously, other people have voiced Batman as well. So it's not like oh yeah, we've never heard that. But it's just going to be so different when, whenever DC finally has to cast the, the next. Well, it's the same. It's the same as like Mark Hamill and the Joker. Like right. there are obviously have been, have been other Jokers in the world, but like his even his voice work is still synonymous with that character. And yeah. I think he was. I don't know if it ever came out, but there was a news story last year about him and I think it was John Glover, and he did the Riddler on that show, like teaming back up to do like an Audible series, like an Audible Batman series. I don't know if it ever came out or like what the status of that was, but. Maybe it got finished. Who knows? I mean, who knows? It'd be nice if it did, and they just released it, you know, posthumously. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there will be, like, some kind of other, oh, hey, he did this as well, and we never released it. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. But, um, I don't like – I actually don't yeah, like yeah. the guy that got, that got doing Batman now. I forget his name. Uh, oh, yeah, Jason O'Mara, who's, like, an, he's like an actual actor. Like, I know him and stuff. Right. But he's done yeah. Batman for like, I don't know, nine or ten times. And, you know, he's okay, but he's just not this, not the same, you know? Right. No, definitely. I mean, it's, you can tell the difference. And it, I mean, but also it's like once you grow up with a certain sound for Batman, it's like it's very hard to hear right. somebody else do it. You know, I can't make a correlation right now, but I'm sure that there are others in that way where it's like, okay, that's a, or like they had to have the new, the new Mickey mouse, right. For the, I think for kingdom hearts three, actually. Right. And you could tell the difference. And it was like, he sounds similar, but it's obviously not the same. Yeah. Or like, you know, Kermit the frog, you know, like, right. Since Henson died, there've been at least two or three different Kermit's. And they're not bad, but you just know the original. <laughs> exactly. Or, I mean, I guess he'll be in, into it for, for, for perpetuity because of the AI stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. Darth Vader, you know? Right. Yeah, that's going to be a, a weird time when, it, you know, James Earl Jones is not doing either Mufasa or uh, yeah. Darth Vader. So having to go from that to... I guess not so uh, more happy news. Um, The Nintendo had their latest Nintendo Indie World Showcase, uh, which I had quite a, I had several games I was that I've either been looking forward to that. I'm glad to see that we got more information about or games I didn't know about that, you know, now I'm kind of interested in as well. So Um, yeah. Before we launch into it, I watched that thing also. That thing was more French than Ubisoft press conference. <laughs> like, holy hell. 
There was non-French stuff as well, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think for sure, obviously, probably for both of us, uh, they ended it with Sports Story. Uh, getting to know more about that game, and that's one of the games I've been like waiting to know if it's actually going to come out this year or not. Uh, and it is. So to add more of to my playing something in December. Now we got Sports Story at some point, right? Coming out to add to. I still don't know on Callisto Protocol, but for sure, Crisis Score. I'm blanking on something else that was coming out in December that I was going to perhaps pick up. So, I mean, several of these games are coming out in December, really. So I'm just like, no, don't give me more stuff to play uh, in December when we're trying to wrap up everything and get to game of the year. Don't worry, that stuff is not going to (laughs) matter. Yeah. Crisis Core might. Um, No, because it's a remake, you know? Well, but we counted... We've counted, uh, you know, Royal and stuff like that before, so... Okay, and sure. You know. But it's not going to be like a top five game, you know? No, no, it won't be, but if it'll be in that 20... It, I'll be surprised if it's not in our 25 or something. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I was happy that Inscription is finally coming uh, to Switch. I held off on buying it on, on PS5 because I figured at some point they were not... They were going to have it come out on Switch, and it is December 1st. Another game that I'm really, really uh, excited about, WrestleQuest. Yep, I saw um, that and thought of you. Yeah, that can't wait. Like, who did? who's never wanted a turn-based freaking old-school wrestling game? I mean, you I'm play, surprised. You play Live is, Alive. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I thought of Live Alive as well, but it's, like, cool that they got, you know, all these old-school wrestling uh, at the actual wrestlers, not like we're trying to kind of make them look like them. And then it's an actual like RPG or whatever, which is cool. That's probably one of the more farther away, uh, things, but yeah. still cool that, um, we're getting that. And, uh, Blanc, since they announced it, uh, it's definitely one I'm gonna get Anaya to play with me, uh, cause she liked it, takes two, so. Anything where she actually has to be one of the reasons, you know, the reason why we move along. She likes those games. Of course, the art style is uh, tremendous as well. Um, you reviewed Rogue Legacy 2. You guys can go play that prison game together. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Another heartwarming heartwarming mother or father-daughter experience. <laughs> uh, you liked Rogue uh, Legacy 2. Yeah, I played that. Enough, so. I played it on PC. It's pretty good. There were at least two games in that thing, though, that I watched, and it almost made me sick. <laughs> Which was one of the pepper grinding? Uh, yes. Actually, the, it was. The, I thought of you with uh, the Mr. Driller at first, because all they kept showing was her drilling through stuff. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, it looks kind of neat, but it's like, what happens if you get stuck? Or like, what ha- not, I mean, not stuck in the, in the environment, I mean, like, stuck, like, in the level. Or it looks like very... I wouldn't say rhythm focused, but you had, you had a good, have a good flow. Yeah, and if exactly. that gets interrupted, you, it looks like you're screwed. <laughs> right. I, and, she and, does get other things besides the drill. So yeah, but you're, you're like basically like swimming through like the levels, like the graboid from Tremors. Yeah, and it's like, well, okay, that's cool, but if you get stopped, then 
it's like what happens when Sonic gets stopped in a Sonic the Hedgehog game. It's like right. it's going to take a, take a few seconds to get back up to speed, you know? Or you're going to just die and have to go through again or whatever. I think the other one, though, was, and this was actually the worst one, was that Have a Nice Death game. Oh, that's another game I've actually like. Like, it looked I'm not like a it, roguelike person, but. It looked like yeah. it was like Hollow Knight on acid. And it's like, wow, this does not appeal to me at all. Like, and it looked like super colorful and like spots, but it looked like very distracting. Yeah, because it's very, you know, it's death, so it's gray and. Yeah, then you have like these like red and like pink blotches, or you know, like, there's like random colors everywhere. Like, yeah, like a, like a bad LSD trip, and it's like, what is going on here? This also was supposed to come out at the end of the year, and then they moved it to I think it's March or something. So right, yeah, it just looks like almost like too busy, you know? Yeah, I can like, kind of see like, what you're saying there. It looks like it looks like a uh, Hollow Knight mixed with Hell Yeah. Remember that old game? Like Rat yeah. the Bunny or whatever the fuck it was called. Right. Wow, that's yeah, a I'd rather just play one of those. You know? yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, Rats of the <laughs> Yeah, um the the door Dordone game or whatever. Uh and I had I had it on and she was there uh watching it. She's like pointed out the the really cool like watercolor look of it as well. So that looks cool. Um the little to the left game I'm. I, that was cool that it was, they just shadow dropped that. I've been kind of interested in that, having the the puzzle, just household puzzle thing. And uh, Venba is one that I've been excited to play. It's like the narrative cooking game based in India. So yeah, some good things to look out for uh, yeah. between December and next year. Some indie titles. So yeah, Switch always nails it with these. And always good when they do these indie world things. So, you know, you can let us know your favorites there. Uh, hit Mark up at, at Humanity Plague. I'm at David Tim and Sean. Or, you know, let us know what you liked from the Nintendo indie world thing. I don't know if there was like any total like bangers or whatever that I'm going, oh yeah, we everybody's got to play that. But there was a lot of good, consistent, uh, good stuff there for sure. What about that uh, Botany Manor game, man? Come on. You know, you know it's going to rival Mario Kart 8. No. <laughs> that was the one that I was like, all right, that's not for me at all. I'm good. I'm good. Somebody will like it, I'm sure. So moving on uh, from that, I guess, uh, another one of my uh, favorite games, uh, Control. We kind of knew this was happening, right? They had said that there was... They kind of shadow announced Control 2, but they never officially uh, announced it. And now they have officially announced that Control 2 is being made, uh, partnered with 505 Games, and it's going to come out on PC, PS5, and Series X, uh, S, and yeah. I mean, we both like Control a lot, so... Yep. Yeah, it should be cool. The one thing I... I it... One thing I find funny is, uh, you know, Remedy's doing this, and they're also doing Alan Wake Two. Alan Wake Two, yeah. And it's like, and they're about, doing another game, aren't they? Like some other game that's uh, not Vanguard. Yeah, uh, but no one cares about that. <laughs> uh, but I was, I was just thinking, what about Quantum Break Two, man? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Microsoft own that? 
they might. I mean, they publish it, but yeah, they would, I think. I mean, technically, Microsoft published Alan Wake, so, but not anymore. Yeah. Well, I think they let them have that just because you know they wanted to make it, and Microsoft's like, hey, well, we don't have to publish it, so. Uh, well, I think they wanted to actually, I'm sure, but Remedy was like, yeah, we want to make money, uh, or make more money and put it on other systems. So, um, yeah. it, it's still crazy to me that they couldn't get, uh, Alan Wake 1 to run on the Switch. I, re- I read some tech, I watched some tech video about that, about like, I was such a mess. And like, it said it'll eventually get fixed, not completely, but, you know, better. Yeah. Uh, Playable. but they also said like, They'd rather have that version than like a good looking, like, steam, not steam, uh, streaming version. Yeah, the cloud version. Yeah, it's like, I, I agree there. <laughs> yeah, it's still amazing to me that like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 couldn't be put on the Switch natively. They had to put them all on, on the, the cloud. And it was like, people have been waiting for these games to hit switch forever and then you make them all cloud-based which makes it almost impossible for people to play them so that's not great at all yeah uh, especially, point, just, just start emulating it on a computer you know <laughs> yeah or you know if you have a ps4 or xbox so I, just, I think i think that's the problem is they're they're keep trying to port over the ps4 versions to the switch and it's like don't do that Port the PS2 version or the, you know, the Xbox 360 version. You know, yeah. do a little work on it if you can to make it look a little better, but. I mean, they were able, Alice was able to get Persona 5 Royal on there. Yeah, so. but that's not a technically demanding yeah. game. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm just, you know. I mean, they, they were able to get, they had to get a cloud version of uh, Requiem, even though I think it's not out technically. It's supposed to come out at some point. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of these cloud versions of of these games they get delayed to much much later so when no everyone forgets five and no one cares yeah exactly it, it, did any, has that dying light 2 cloud version even come out at all <laughs> like if it did i have no idea because i feel like nobody knows um, i think gamestop is selling dying light 2 and like the collector's edition for the same price like on black for black friday <laughs> oh really well, of course, that, I would have that DLC or whatever, too, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody Ties. Or... Yeah, it wasn't like the best version of Dying Light 2, but it was the $90 version for like 30 bucks. Yeah. The sadness of the Switch sometimes. Um, interesting that uh, Miyamoto had that quote about he wasn't really sure if the Switch 2 or whatever the next Switch Whatever the next Nintendo thing would be, he did not say it would be a Switch 2. Uh, may not be backwards compatible to the Switch, which is alarming, I think. Uh, well, he's going to be totally different. Yeah. He made, the, he made the, I think he said also, like, oh, we want Nintendo's all about new ideas, not rehashing old ones. Yeah. And it's like, then why is Mario Kart 8, like, the, the best seller on this fucking thing? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't really say that when the, the game that's sold the most out of any of the games is a game from the Wii U. That yeah, that didn't sell. <laughs> yeah. So don't think that you can really go. Oh yeah, we're all about bringing in new ideas. Uh, you're 
a lot of the things that you're basing on is things that are already out and you're just making more content for it. So or even um, like, you know, Smash Brothers, like Ultimate, like Yeah. Technically it's a new game, sure, but from a you know, not really. <laughs> right. No, it's not really is uh more appropriate there for sure. So we'll have to see. I guess it's leading people to think once again talk about Oh, the Switch 2 or whatever the next Nintendo thing has to be soonish or whatever. And it's like, you guys really got to stop trying to make this happen. Like, I think we would be hearing deeper rumors than just Miyamoto talking about whether it's going to be backwards compatible or not, because that's kind of what happened with the Switch. Honestly, we heard rumors about the NX, like what, I think a year or two before. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it actually came out. So, no man. But even, yeah, I know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be the Virtual Boy too. It's gonna be red and green, but no blue. <laughs> God. Well, you know, VR is all the rage now. So yeah, exactly. Why not? I said that Labo uh, VR thing was just prepping people for exactly. Or is it gonna be a whole Labo console? Oh God, oh not. Yeah, I mean. I just cannot see them just totally abandon the Switch, especially with like how the Steam Deck is just, it feels like everybody that gets one, that becomes their new way to play PC games. And then when you have something that your competitors don't have, yeah, you can do remote play, but it's not the same. Yeah. You wouldn't capitalize on that. Like, I'm all for. Please go back to the whole, the way you have the Switch now, where everything is one console. We don't have to be, oh, well, some things are going to be on the Switch, and then some things are going to be on whatever this other console is. Uh, I'm not saying they have to make a Switch forever or whatever, but it's just weird that you wouldn't use that portability, you know, in a long time. Yeah, but I I mean, I don't think the, uh, you know, proposed idea of, like, also, like, then making a dedicated home console and then also splitting it off into a dedicated portable console is ever going to work again either. No, I think not. I think the days of having your dedicated portable console are gone when you have tablets and phones and those kind yeah. I mean, especially when you're, they're paying what they just announced that whole thing with DNA where they're paying like 80% of the cost to have DNA basically make them a mobile, give them a mobile presence even more than they already have. So, um, and, and do things with switch online more and all that stuff. I mean, it would make like no sense to just then have a Nintendo portable only thing. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but I mean, also, I guess with the success of the PS five and, and series, it does show that, you know, consoles are not going anywhere. So if they wanted to go back to that, where they did have, more of a home console only thing, they they could definitely could uh, yeah. do that if they wanted to. I I think well I think at least in the Japanese market that's still not popular. <laughs> yeah, I mean the PS5 did so well uh, and right. it has been selling well, and now that they've gotten the stock back up, I mean there was a week where it outsold the then the Switch, so you know it's not like it's slowly gone out of the picture, but you're right in that they do focus more on portable stuff than than console. Yeah. That being said, speaking of things that are done, 
Uh, EA apparently is not going to make any any Project Cars games at all. They you know they acquired Co- uh, Codemasters and they also acquired Slightly Mad Studios. Uh, they're not going to make what is basically like Slightly Mad Studios like main game franchise yep. at all. I mean, they're basically uh, this news is like they're shutting down Slightly Mad Studios. <laughs> yeah, like this is the thing we kind of talked about, right? Yeah, you know where we said like, look, uh, they're gonna buy Codemasters and then watch most of these series are gonna go out the window, and they're gonna just be kind of around to do stuff with Need for Speed, which uh, that's another game I think that's coming out in December. No, it's coming out yeah. at the end of November. Uh, oh, at the end of has, November. Okay, it has zero buzz. Yeah, <laughs> and the few videos I've seen of it look terrible. <laughs> Not so, surprising. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Project Cars 1 and 2, I think 2 is like a little less good, but 1 is like a really great game. Right. 2 is good. Or like, 2 is like as, almost as good, let's say. And 3 was like a huge disaster. Yeah, I and remember you not liking 3 very much. I didn't play 3. I don't think we got it for review, actually, but like everyone yeah. hated it. And EA didn't make 3. Like That was before they took over. Right, exactly. But EA doesn't have like a this type of like simulation racing game because need for speed isn't it because that's arcade focused or, you know, that's doing nitrous and, you know, tagging and shit like that. And it's not WRC because they have that franchise now, or they have that license. That's rally sport. And they're also killing. I thought WRC is with uh, someone else. No, I, the WRC, I mean, I've been reviewing this fucking WRC game for the past few years now. They're fine. But it, that was like their last, like the last one was like their last game because EA got the WRC license. Did they? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. They got the WRC <laughs> yeah. license. Okay. Uh, the EA is also killing out the Dirt franchise, which actually does piss me off. Yeah, uh, but they're going to keep Dirt Rally and then also have WRC. It's like, okay. Right. Uh, Again, like I, they're they're silly. WRC is like simulation focused, and Dirt is like the arcade racer or arcade rally game. Like it can be right. very specific, and it has been in the past, but it doesn't need to be. But you know, EA has like four or five racing franchises, and none of them hit that spot of simulation. And they also said about like, oh, we want all of our games to be open world or social games where you can create what you want, and it's like. Right. Hasn't this what's been killing Need for Speed for the past like t- ten years? Like, really? Yeah. I mean, but does it surprise you really that? No. <laughs> and it's funny because I... like the the former CEO of Slightly Mad Studios is insane in his own way. Uh, right. He's he's much madder than Slightly, but he left the studio like last October, and he was like, "Oh, EA is gonna." He was like, "Oh." It's in the right hands, and then Smash cut to now, and then he's like lambasting EA, and it's like, well, what do you think is going to happen? You know? Yeah, no, it's like I said, we could see the writing on the wall for a lot of these series; they weren't going to last. Yeah, uh, there was no way EA was going to keep up with all that. Uh, I mean, they, they, can't, gonna... they can't make a they can't make a burnout game. That's what one people want. Yeah. Um, I mean, supposedly, you know, Grid's going to stay going, even though I think they just put. Was it this month they put Grid Legends on PS Plus? No, um, I mean may, maybe it's like a higher tier one, but 
Yeah, uh, you, I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, we, we see that for, that, uh, you know, Forza has at least their two different games. So like you could technically have like a series of racing games and like you said, have them all kind of go to a different audience and then, you know, go from there. And instead of trying to use all those games to see if you can find one that really hits, no, we're just going to close a lot of them. So. Yeah, and the problem is they don't, you know, this Need for Speed game is going to come out, and it's going to bomb. I hate to say it, and hey, uh, you know, people always say, like, be optimistic, but come on. They haven't made a good Need for Speed game in, like, 10 years. No, I mean, you're not wrong. It's really hard to um, be optimistic. It's like the Sonic Frontiers thing. Like, how could you really be optimistic about Sonic Frontiers when the majority of the 3D Sonic games have not been good? Right. Uh, and that's one where it kind of worked out because you know Sonic Frontiers isn't amazing, but it's gotten it's good. better than usual Sonic review scores. Yeah, <laughs> but EA should be they should be catering to French like different segments. But the problem is you know they want like a yearly cycle of games and exactly Forza Forza is not even on that anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're like they alternate. And it, like you said, it's not even yearly. It's whenever they come out. Yeah. No. Because technically uh, last year should have been uh, Forza Motorsport 8, but it got delayed due to COVID or just because. So that's right. next year. And they already had, what, Frozen Horizon 5. So, right. you know, didn't need them both coming out. But uh, I, I think for the most part, EA just... This is kind of what they do. They don't know what to do with multiple games in one set of like uh, they. I don't know if they could possibly have two soccer games or two uh, NFL games or two. Like it has to be the one, and right. then that's the one that we milk until we can't milk it anymore. Need for Speed's not it, so <laughs> it, you know, or they're going to try all they can to make Need for Speed it. Even though it's not, yeah. Even though I keep like bashing it against the wall and dra- you know driving the value of that franchise further and further down, you know. Uh, you're not wrong on that. <laughs> I think we have really said that several times. Every time it comes up, it's like, is anybody excited for this? No? I heard like okay. the Heat. I think that was like the last game for speaking, and like it wasn't yeah. completely awful, uh, but. You know, that's not a great back back of box review quote. Like, you know, Mark Morrison said it's not completely awful. Like, he gave it a shrug shoulders, you know? <laughs> yeah, like that uh, Kotaku one about the Star Ocean Divine Force. Like, this game isn't totally terrible. Yeah. But we should expect better. <laughs> like, well, damn, what an endorsement for that game. God. Right. Uh, you know? Yeah, he's uh, got, like, basically like Metacritic, like, 72, 73%. Yeah. And so that's not awful, but Need for Speed is supposed to be like the premier AAA racing franchise, and it hasn't been like that since Most Wanted, and that was 10 years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not good when you get further and further away from the one that like you remember as, oh, that's the Need for Speed. I think yeah. some people are growing up with, like, what's Need for Speed? Right. You know? I mean, I guess Gran Turismo still has some prestige to it, but they put out that franchise like so infrequently that like it's like you're putting on another one of these. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, 
to be fair, I think they do that where they put it out like once a generation. Yeah. And they've done but that. I, I think that's a detriment to Gran Turismo. Like they should be pumping them out. Not every year, but every three years might be nice. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that that series has hit such a kind of a lull and Forza has really kind of eaten its lunch for a long time that, yep. you know, that's another thing too that doesn't help it. It's, it's no longer the premier racing game when somebody thinks of right. racing games. It's like, it used to be Gran Turismo, and now it's, it's not them. It hasn't been Gran Turismo since Gran Turismo 3. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, think about that. It's a long time. Actually, to be fair, Gran Turismo 4 actually was still good, but even by that point, it's kind of yeah. slowing down. No, you're not wrong there. Uh, speaking of things that EA is no longer a part of, they, FIFA's apparently announced their Web3 blockchain titles. I'm not going through all this stuff. It has to do with the World Cup. That Come on, man, it's four games. <laughs> no, this is exactly what EA didn't want. Uh, they had they wanted nothing to do with this stuff. Uh, FIFA wanted to basically whore out their name on everything possible, which I don't blame them. They want money. Uh, that's what FIFA's always been known for, wanting money. Uh, you can go watch that Netflix documentary, and it'll prove me right all day long. Um, yeah, it is what it is. So, as somebody loves soccer, I can't wait for the World Cup to start in about a week and a so, half. Awesome. I can't stand it. I can't, don't care about this. <laughs> I mean, here's the funny thing is they're releasing four games that are all Web 3.0 bullshit. None of them are actual Blockchain. games. Blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. Like somehow there will be these crazy people that play this game, uh, play these games for some reason and whatever. I hope not. Uh, FIFA 2023 also has their World Cup thing. Go play that instead, uh, please. <laughs> but yeah. whatever, folks. If this is the kind of stuff FIFA's going to be doing, I'm good with EA just not having the name so they don't have to be involved in that stuff, quite yep. honestly. It's been proven that that stuff is not working very well and will continue to probably not do so. Just ask um, Square. Yep, ask, ask Square. Also, uh, going on here in the news, um, supposedly there's rumors going around and, uh, VGC is also kind of cooperating this too. NCSoft, who are the no, folks behind NCSoft? Okay. They're behind, uh, the Guild Wars MMO and, uh, Lineage. They might possibly be making a Horizon, yes, that Horizon, uh, Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, uh, same franchise, MMO game. So is this what they were talking about when they said a Horizon multiplayer? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, just don't. What are the factions? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a level twelve robot dinosaur. <laughs> Are you going to, like, be training these robot dinosaurs and going into battle with other robot dinosaurs? Or are you, like, going to be in just random person in this world and y'all just go hunt the dino the the robot dinosaurs? It, I mean, it'll be the second one. It'll be, like, clan-focused, you know? Yeah. Which is completely boring to me. You know, I, I just don't see it. Why, like, that world is, like, so... I don't want to say empty, but so kind of dumb from the human perspective that I, I don't want to, 
you know, I don't want to be part of the Black Hand clan facing off against, you know, the Red Haired clan or whatever the fuck they're going to do. I mean, I'm not going to say that. I definitely think that somebody will find this and probably you'll get some players out of it for sure. Um, it doesn't surprise me with Sony saying that they want to make live service games. They want to make games that have staying power multiplayer wise that this really could be uh, the job listing that people are thinking it is, especially because, you know, who's the, what's the launch game for the VR horizon. So why wouldn't you also use this as a way to get a, uh, a PlayStation MMO out there? You know, um, aside from that point, I, I love the, I, I, I enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn. I haven't played Forbidden West yet. Don't know if I will. Uh, at least this year, and I don't know that uh, the multiplayer thing is going to do it for me. But if if somebody out there has a lot of time to be playing a Horizon MMO, and they're really going to be able to dedicate their time to like like I don't know that I like those single player games are so well done. Like, do you really want them splitting the time to make lore and story for these MMOs? You know, why well, they're having NCSoft do it? <laughs> I mean, well, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I I think the thing is like, yes, there have been multiplayer expansions or parts of single player games that right. have worked well, like Assassin's Creed or Ghost yeah. of Tsushima. Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, or Uncharted, but none of those had staying power. <laughs> you know, I, I played them as a, a curiosity, or like Assassin's Creed one was wasn't like terrible, but people like the for, like, Ghost of Tsushima one a lot. Uh, I only played like twice. <laughs> yeah, and that was like once with the ends, and he bitched about it a lot. A lot, I think, because he didn't like the. It it felt weird in that game, like a weirder, let's say. But you know, we just I played like once or twice, and then I'm like, all right, what's next? <laughs> um, I mean, at least uh, yeah. at least they're adding shit to like Halo. But, uh, you know, they added all right, that but that was multiplayer reason. already. Right, like that that was made that way. I mean, it has the potential. Like you can see it. We just talked about it. What it could be, you know, clan base. Uh, every so often, you have different, you know, robot yeah, animal like, bosses. You'll face, and, yeah, basically like a, a level forty robot bear raid or something like that. Yeah, like you could see the foundation of it, but it's just like, would this really catch on? And does this hinder? Uh, do you just have to make this a separate thing completely from the the main games? Has nothing to do with it. It's just this. Hey, if you want to go have more Horizon and and play multiplayer, then here you go. Um, I mean, I would see this as like free to play, and that would get people to play the next Horizon. That too. Yeah, it could be free to play. Huh? That's true. I mean, Guild Wars is free to play, so yeah, and that's worked out really well for them actually. So yep, it's incredible how long that. That MMO has been around and it still has its players. So I still have. I don't know if I if I could actually log into it right now or how I would. I bought the like limited edition version of Guild Wars One. Wow. I think I was playing like a mage character and I forget everything about the game, but that's about it. I think it had like some rainbow colored dye that was like very valuable because it was only in that edition of the yeah. game. There you go. Uh, we'll see if we get more on this at some point. I'm sure we will, whether confirming or denying, but it doesn't seem that out of the realm of possibility uh, so far. Right. 
Um, speaking of things that are being reported and then all of a sudden maybe not happening in the way it's being reported, uh, there was a report from Russell Zone that the AWA, AEW, sorry, AEW fight for a future, uh, video game might actually come to Game Pass day one. The AEW game's Twitter account said that it doesn't anticipate the game being on either one of the gaming subscription services, and it's still supposed to come out November 19th, which is a week from now. Uh, or more news, I'm sorry, more news about the games. Okay, out. yeah. I, I mean, it would be cool if it came to Game Pass. I don't know that I would play it either way. I don't really watch AEW or WWE for that matter, quite honestly. So it doesn't matter to me. I think it would definitely help AEW fight for the future to be on one of the subscription services because it gets you publicity. It would take you out of the whole, oh, well, you're just a niche thing that, okay, if you watch AEW, you'll buy the game and that's it. It would definitely put you into, oh, I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy. Oh, it's on Game Pass. Oh, I'll play it. Let's see what it's like. Well, and next, uh, yeah. if it's not, I don't think it'll be on Game Pass at fr- at, at first. Let's say, uh, but I think if it was on there, it would help boost the game quite a bit. Yeah, uh, as it, the whole idea of it being more of a platform for games. Plus, we know not, wrestling games are people love the multiplayer. That would make well, I mean, it easier it, for it, it, to play it, as well. Like they even said, like they don't anticipate this game being like a yearly, like a yearly franchise. Like they'll still. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be really. No. I, well, neither should WWE. But they well, I mean, look who has. Let's be honest. It's also WWE, but Two K loves having the yearly franchises stuff. Come on. I mean, yeah, but I think it's. I've heard it's WWE mandating that, not uh, 2K. Yeah, I mean, but if 2K could actually come up with like comparable a, other a kinds of WWE games, then I guess I'd crush hour too. That's my yeah. Just, Someone's gonna break that glass one of these days. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> but I think it, I mean I think it would be good in the long term if it was, but. Especially since I don't think that's, that game is going to be full price anyway. Yeah, it would probably behoove them not to be. Yeah. Try to take advantage of the fact that your budget game, budget price, get on people to buy it possibly, that are looking for another kind of wrestling game. Um, especially with the like more kind of older wrestling game type focus. With the well, it's it's going to be like the whole the old uh, EA Madden 2K uh, ESPN thing where AEW is more successful than the WWE game, so WWE just copyrights wrestling. They can't wrestle anymore. <laughs> yeah, they they buy up the exclusive rights to, to, to any wrestling. wrestling game. You cannot. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot German suplex in your game. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait a minute. You're sports entertainment, so yeah. Uh, you know how is that uh, possible? Still. So, yeah, I, I'm glad that the game exists. Um, would it be cool? I mean, between the, past? the yeah, between the two, I'd, I'd probably much rather play the AEW game though than WWE. Yeah, I agree. Because only one, only the AEW game is going to have Matt Hardy in it, so you got to got to go with that one. I mean, I guess technically they could have like an older version of Matt Hardy in the WWE game as well, like the Legends Matt Hardy or something. Well, the AEW uh, game is going to have Cody Rhodes in it, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
I mean, WWE already went through that where they had like a bunch of wrestlers that were like not with the company anymore. They were supposed to be on DLC or whatever. So yeah, you know, they go through that quite a bit actually. Um, we'll see with Triple H in charge if. Well, I mean, the problem with like a wrestling roster is eventually, eventually you have to like lock it down and they can't change it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I think like AEW's plan of it being more of a platform than a yearly sequel is good. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think 2K said that they wanted to do the where they did more of the like sports update thing with WWE games. And then WWE said, oh, no, we got to have those packs, all that crap to sell. So, yep. No, which it's kind of dumb. Like, you need to get with the times of this is how sports games work now. If you're going to have a platform. Yeah, or, if you're gonna have a yearly sports game, like they kind of got to be a platform. Yeah, you know, monetize it a different way. Like, if anybody's the king of monetizing sports games between EA and 2K, they both know how to do it. Apparently, uh, the Prince of Persia remake is not canceled yet. <laughs> yet, um, it's still be in development at Ubisoft Montreal. Uh, it has no new release date, so it's joining the likes of Beyond Good and Evil 2 and other things that it's kind of like there. We know it exists, but we have no idea when it's going to come out. And they have canceled existing pre-orders, which that's not great either. That's not a, that's yeah. not the best sign. I mean, I've yeah. been at a three pre-order for like four years. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a great sign at all. But hey, at least... They're still acknowledging that it exists. So, like, somebody's a big fan of Prince, that first Prince of Persia game. Would I love for it to come out? Sure. But I'm just not holding my breath with Ubisoft at this point. Things that's not Assassin's Creed related, they are kind of dropping the ball. Right. Well, that Mario game was pretty good, but that's about it. Well, yeah, but that's also like Nintendo kind of involved. I'm sure Nintendo was on their ass to make it, or you know, they yeah, finished it. So that, that's also part of the reason why. Um, well, speaking of things, I am excited about that. Well, we don't know if it's going to come out either. Uh, Netflix has announced that they're working on a live-action Gears of War movie, and they're also doing an adult animated series. And they could do more with Gears of War if that is all successful. This is, of course, part of the 16th anniversary of Gears of War. As a person that loves Gears of War, yes, please. Uh, As a person who marginally likes Gears of War, I say it's not going to happen. <laughs> why? They're they're doing the Horizon uh, show right now. Like they're. Here's the thing. I think I think the cartoon will happen regardless of whatever else is going to happen. I question if they're going to have the same cast. Probably not. And then they've been, people have been trying to work on a Gears of War movie for the past 15 years. Yeah. Since Gears of War came out. I mean, you're not wrong about that. But. I mean, yeah, you posted this news in the chat, and I'm like, yeah, that that Legend of Zelda Netflix show is great, huh? (laughs) I mean, come on. Like, that was, like, not ever a thing. That was a rumor that. Nintendo shot down really fast. I mean, what about the Final Fantasy 14 show? They announced that didn't come, yeah. you know, didn't come out. They announced that Division movie that was supposed to be like two years ago. 
nothing. You know, yeah. it's just a non. You know, they announce it all the time. It, I mean, they they I, do have. They did make the cyberpunk anime. So see, I think animation is different. That's much easier to make. I mean, yes. it's not a cakewalk, but I mean, it's cheaper than doing some hundred fifty fifty million dollar, you know, live action movie. <laughs> I'm all for uh, Batista being in it, though. If he's, you know, whether he's Marcus or someone else, I'm all for that. No, man, you're not thinking big enough. I po- I posted this online uh, when this news broke. It's this is this is the best casting ever. Okay, Marcus okay. Phoenix is Roman Reigns. Oh lord, Jay, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, and then Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Might as well just get John Cena in there too, you know. He'll be General yeah. Rom. Yeah, um I'm look, uh like I said, Gears of War is one of my favorite franchises, so I wanna see this happen. I'm holding my breath right now until we actually see something, but I'm also yeah. worried because it's not like Netflix has a wonderful track record of everything they put out is gold i mean look at look at the resident evil show that how bad yeah, that gonna, was so yeah <laughs> uh you know it seems like video games are becoming like the next like in vogue thing to to make stuff yeah, out of they've and, done run out of comic shit so <laughs> yeah uh or other people all own all the comic shit so uh they have to go try to find something else and while I don't blame them for trying to do all this anime live action and video game live action stuff, do it right. Like that's the problem. So many like, of those, an- <laughs> so many of those anime live action things suck ass. You know, so and, I will not. I will not have you speak well of Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> oh God, that but that wasn't Netflix. I mean, like I'm talking about all like those Death Note. Yeah, like Death Note and. Cowboy um, Bebop, the Cowboy Bebop show, which some people actually like, whatever. I uh, I like parts of it. Let's say that you know. <laughs> I'm holding my breath on the One Piece. One. No, that'd be terrible. Like, I just don't know how they're going to do that because most of that crap is you can Weird. only really do with animation. Or they're so, making that that live action Avatar thing. Yeah, that. Doesn't fill me with joy. And it's like, either. how can you top M. Night Shyamalan's brilliance? Come on, guys. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, yeah. But it, I mean, I'm, throw another I'm really one on the can of, of video game stuff. I'm really surprised I haven't tried Sailor Moon. Like a, like a legitimate Sailor Moon, you know? Yeah. Um, I am too, but don't know if that's due to rights or... I I mean this yeah. might sound sexist and I don't mean it to sound that way. I imagine they would they wouldn't do Sailor Moon because it's primarily focused towards girls. But why wouldn't she? You could get girls to watch it. Right. Yeah, but they probably don't see that as like a big enough demographic to you know. Well, no, you're right. I mean, most of the stuff that that still hits the the things that they get big in anime is still shown in stuff. Yeah, Sailor Moon is huge, but I'm talking about look at all the oh yeah, like recent the top, anime top hits. 10. Yeah, it's yeah. all like Demon Slayer or you know Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan. Uh, you know they brought back Bleach. I mean, like all the stuff that is is big always winds up being shown in. Um, so 
unfortunately, you'll do you will have those like slice of life ones that kind of get you know hype or whatever. But and re- you just rarely see stuff that's mainly catered towards women or girls uh, get made. Like right. you don't see the shoujo catered animes that much anymore. So I don't think that they would be doing that for. That's also because like Isekai has kind of taken over everything as well, like the being in another world kind of thing. So, you know, make that of what you will on on the anime front. But hey, if you want to hear more about anime, you go listen to that talk to Geeky. Um, so cheap plug there. Anyway, moving on from Gears of War stuff. Uh, let's stay on the I guess Microsoft Division front here. Um, there is a possible rumored launch of Diablo 4 for April 2023. Um, pre-orders are going to open in December. Um, it's possibly going to get announced during the Game Awards with a beta, a beta hop possibly happening in February. That would be cool if we can get that. Um, and uh, also, Spencer wants to bring the, the RTS Warcraft games to console. That does that's not surprise idea. me. That's, Why that's they're making they're making Edge of Age of Empires on? Yeah, but Age of Empires isn't like a hero focused RTS. <laughs> it's it's all empire building, which is not Warcraft or Starcraft. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. If they can make it work, I don't have a problem with them doing it. It has been done, but yeah. it it has not been done particularly well. <laughs> yeah, I it's not perfect. Um, they got Gears of the Gears of War one to work. Uh, Wasn't that just XCOM? Yeah, but they got it to work. Uh, like, I mean, Halo Wars is a better example, I would say. Yeah. But there wasn't a huge audience for that. <laughs> well, he's enough audience to make a second one. I just, I think it would bring people into it if they could, if they're going to put it on console and you get to use that uh, backwards compatibility in to possibly turn that into making a new StarCraft or, uh, you know, Warcraft game or whatever. Um, the, the one thing they can, they could not do. And I would say this right now is do crossplay. Oh no, definitely. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're learning that from what's the game that has that problem right now? Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, that you can't turn that off on Xbox. So well, you I just have mean to play like, against PC players. <laughs> A console RTS player going up against like oh no South yeah who's been playing it for twelve years no. like forget it yeah forget that <laughs> yeah unless they have like you know the matchmaking or whatever but I I just don't think that's gonna work well I'm all I'm always down for the more things you can bring from PC and put it on console if you can make it work go for it there's just people that like me that either my PC is not good enough or but your PC, not, your PC is good enough. <laughs> well, for that, but I'm just saying that there's, it's like, I don't, I'm just one of those people that like, I already use my computer a lot. I use a computer at work. I hardly, a lot of times don't want to, unless we got to do this, I don't really want to be on my computer. So I want to be in front of my TV gaming or have the thing that I'm playing the game on separately that's not my computer. So. And I think there are a lot of people like that that don't. That's why the Steam Deck is is what it is. They don't want to be using their computer. So 
uh, or they want a portable computer that's actually, uh, you know, something that's like a switch or whatever. So I, I think, you know, if you can get this to work on a console that more people want to play it on and they open the avenue up for more players and go for it. Yeah. Uh, it's just me. I mean, there's, I'm sure a lot of PC master race folks are don't, don't want to see that happen, but, and I would agree with you if you're not, if you're going to bastardize it or it's not going to be great. And yeah. Hey man, you know. Starcraft 64 worked pretty well. Um, wait, no, it didn't go on. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that's uh, caused controversy, Final Fantasy 16. Apparently, it is PlayStation 5 exclusive for six months, then it will go to PC, and then... that be it? it. <laughs> no, I think it's like a year exclusive for console. Yeah. And then in 2024, it might show up on at some point on Xbox, if at all. Uh, also, they caused controversy because uh, Yoshi P used the Kingdom Come Deliverance um line about why they didn't have people of color in their game uh that did not sit well with a lot of people that also didn't sit well with me i hate that line of we wanted to make it region specific and my my question to him would be so would be so is the next game going to be full of colored people and no white people (laughs) i I just like i just wish you just be honest and say look you know what we didn't think about it like, he should, he, he should, you know, he should flip it and go. So, do you want us to put like a Mr. Popo in this game instead? Would not surprise oh, me. It's not. <laughs> Look, it. I think, and and to be fair, I think a lot of a lot of Japanese uh, developers are trying to be more understanding of that. I think you're just there are folks that you know they want to make the game they want to make. They don't think about. Yeah, it's it's much more of a cultural thing over there. Yeah. Or, you know, not a cultural thing because it's so low of the of the population. So Right. I don't think that we need to defend uh go in go in and defend Japan about oh well you should have more people. Like you should definitely have more uh POC representation in your games. Uh, that goes without saying. Uh, the gaming industry, by and large, is trying to improve that. I think Japanese developers are, it's like with a lot of things, they're just going to take uh, a while to kind of adapt to that. But I mean, they are, they do have a uh, black lead in Forspoken. So it's not like it's all games. Obviously, right. having that in Final Fantasy matters. They do have that in Final Fantasy 7 with Barrett. Um, so. Uh, they had that with Final Fantasy twelve. I don't remember her name right now. And uh, thirteen. And thirteen. Yeah, and th- well, Saz was. I would it's say it. that. Um, oh God, what's her name? I can't think of her name. The character in Final Fantasy twelve felt more important than Zaz does in Final Fantasy thirteen. I only remember um, the the bunny lady from Final Fantasy twelve. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I felt like she had a bigger role than say Saz does in the 13 series but that's the thing Fran is just, was the bunny Fran, lady exactly Fran yep you're correct uh Got so those original names uh like I can't think of the it's a Baltier the guy yeah or Baltier yeah but yeah Baltier yeah so and Va- Vaughn obviously and Penelope. Oh. 
My God, Vaughn. <laughs> That's another story for another day about Vaughn. Uh, but either way, like, definitely there should be. Um, I think if you're one of those folks that lives in the past of, oh, God, white master race right now, like, no, it's wrong. I mean, it's great. Like, I have bought games because as a Latino, having that Latino representation matters. It does. It makes you feel like, wow, we have arrived. You know, yes, we are represented. Yes, we can have those moments of video games. Just like, you know, we've all grown up with, just like, you know, we've had more uh, female leads in video games. You're still going to have a lot of people that complain about that. Uh, I agree with you, Mark, and the whole, I wish people would be less wishy-washy. I wish you would just pick one and go for it um, and stop trying to do the if you're going to let people pick, pick, then have it be more of a let people pick and not so much like, well, this is the one where you were supposed to be, but we couldn't just yeah, go for it. Yeah, this has trade nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. But this thing of, oh, we got to defend Square. Like, no, man. People should call it out. Uh, right. They shouldn't be getting like death threats or whatever. That's ridiculous. Um, but perhaps if you call it out, it makes them think about it for the next game. And that's what's what matters at the end of the day. Whenever they make a Final Fantasy 17, we already know Barrett is in Final Fantasy 7, whatever you make. But for the next game, you might have to think about that. And that's important. Too bad uh, uh, Parasite Eve is in their next game. <laughs> yeah. Makes it really sad, Mark. I agree with you. So they... Uh, Mark gave me a great segue about Square announcing their first digital collectible art project uh, for Web3 fans called Symbiogenesis, which is obviously a uh, kind of a ode to Parasite Eve, but it has nothing to do with it. Also, sort of has an ode to Xenogears, but that's different. And yeah, it's really supposed to be more about like, it's a set of self-contained... Uh, world with a wide cast of characters that all have a symbiosis with each other and can be collected as digital art. Uh, Square did say they were going to do this, you know, so. Yeah, at a time where where almost no one cares about NFTs, they announced this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, crypto is just crashing. NFTs feels like the more you... Yeah, it, it went and people are more and more realizing how much of a scam it is. And we're going to go in that direction because we got to find out another way to make money. And it's like, yeah, no bueno. At a, <sighs> at a time when Square could be making games, you know, they, they choose to make yeah, I mean, they are making a lot of games. So let's be fair. Like how many of these B games have come out? Like recently, like Harvestella just came out like last week. I mean, that's the Square but, game. Crisis Core is coming out next month. I mean, uh, yeah, Harvestella yeah. came out and like no one cared <laughs> no i think there was a lot of people there's people that are playing with it. it's like that whole like look with the holidays they're charging full price for these games too which is another thing like if valkyrie elysium star ocean and harvestella all cost like 40 bucks i think you would have had a lot more people buy them but when you're sitting there telling me they cost 60 bucks and god of war ragnarok is right around the corner what game am I gonna buy? Pokemon's right around the corner. What game am I gonna buy? So, I think Square Enix is thinking about 
hey, we're going to make these budget titles. You may give them a budget price. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. But I get it. They want to recoup their money. If they sell it for 60 and the game didn't cost that much to make money on all these games. But damn, bro. I mean, it's also telling that like none of the big sites have Harvest Hollow reviews. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, definitely Harvest Hollow is a game that has any notoriety based on, because of the Nintendo Direct at all. And then, you know, I like the demo. But it's definitely not a game I'm buying at sixty dollars. I'll buy it when it goes on a sale. Um it also is kind of what I've heard from some people is it's like the RPG and farming stuff is kind of okay. It's like in between two two minds. Like it doesn't know it's not a good farming sim. It's a decent RPG, but it has a lot of stuff that's not great. So that's also not good for it either. A lot of people are liking Star Ocean, and I think a lot of people like the Valkyrie Elysium as well. But again, like for the sixty bucks, like oops, I don't know, it's not. Yeah, in the time that we're in, have you? I'm curious. Have you seen the uh, Square Enix logo meme? The one where everything has the Octopath Traveler name. Uh, font? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll. I guess I'll just post. Uh, let me see if I can find a link for it. But it's a meme of like Square Enix logos from before to now. Yeah. Yeah, I just posted a link on the private chat. And it's hysterical because the games are like the same now as well. Well, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, Bravely, it's like, I mean, Bravely Default, Default Ultimate Travel and Triangle Strategy are all made by the same people. So, yeah. But it's like, you know, like, there are three you different said, games, though, but yeah, it, it's just bizarre. I mean, look at the le- you know, look at the left, like Kingdom Hearts or Valkyrie Profile or Parasite Eve, and it's like, yep, now I got every game looking like Octopath Traveler, <laughs> unless it's Final Fantasy VII R. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Harvest Hell is another one that uses the same font. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I know, I I get what you mean. I mean, it's just, and we have had a lot of the Saga games and, and the Mana games. Uh, it's just, yeah, they're all the older stuff. I mean, it sucks that, you know, these series are not getting more hype and it feels like not getting like more love from Square Enix, but I feel like the price is a huge deal for people. They just, oh, the, it's barely hyped. Oh, there's a Star Ocean game. Oh, it's $60 each. I don't know about that. I think yeah. that stops people right there. Sadly, it. I wish we could be talking more about about those games right now, but we're not. I think finally, just because we've been talking about it uh, consistently, the um, Disco Elysium devs are going to court. Um, so there's a legal battle between the Disco Elysium developers that we kind of said was it looks like it was coming, and the owners of the studio. They basically want to let people know what happened as far as, uh, I mean, there are, yeah, there are messy accusations on both sides. (laughs) Yeah. So here's what both are alleging, I guess, that as soon as they became majority shareholders, we were quickly excluded from daily operations. Our employment was terminated. Our access to the company's information was shut off. That kind of happens when you get terminated. 
Uh, our firing came weeks after we started asking for documents and financial data, which is still being kept from us. We have now learned that Tut, I don't know how to pronounce that. Some Polish on a name. Uh, the, the, the current owners, uh, have obtained control over Zelm Studio by fraud. We believe the money used by the company to buy the majority stake was taken illegally from Zelm Studio itself. Wow. Uh, money belonged to the studio and all the shareholders that was used for the benefit of one money that should have gone towards making the sequel. We believe that these actions, which in our view and the view of our lawyers amount to criminal wrongdoing punishable by up to three years imprisonment were perpetuated by Zaum CEO, uh, Mr. Compass and Havel with support from Kender, the other minority shareholder. Yeesh. Yeah. Let me tell you if any of that's true. That is some dark stuff right there. Yep. And they and, they countered and said, like, oh, these developers were uh, har- like abusive or something like that. I mean, yeah, both sides in this this one that no one's going to come up looking clean, I, I, I imagine. <laughs> but we'll see what eventually happens. Yeah, this is... I, I don't think I don't think a, uh, if it ever comes out, though, a Discolism 2 is going to do well or be as good as the first one. I want to know what the barbs are going to be on the other side because this seemed like this is all from the developers uh, that yeah. got fired side. Like, what are they alleging that they needed to fire them for? Right. People to make the game. Like, I mean, we talked about it. Like, they kind of felt like, oh, we can make this. And it's like, no, you can't, especially not a game this involved. Right. Yeah. Like, you kind of need those people that were behind the game in the first place to make it. It's like, wow, you really thought you could make that? Wow. Really, folks? Okay. It it sucks to hear that, because like I said, we should be talking about a series that is super successful, like Disco, I mean, a Disco Elysium, a game that was loved, kind of came out of nowhere, won some Game of the Year award stuff, uh, even got a director's cut on Switch, everything, getting a sequel, that should be huge news. That should be people getting really hyped for that. And now it's like, oh, we're having to deal with talk of a court battle and everything else, like stuff you don't want to hear about at all. So, yeah. I'm sure it'll get set, settled just like uh, the Call of Duty respawn, you know, that, that, that brouhaha. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I just, I hope it gets settled on the developer side for one, because uh, that just sounds absolutely terrible with what they're dealing with right now. But all right. Unless you have anything else you want to bring up here. I'll mention it just because you keep forgetting about it. How are you liking that Marvel Snap game? Oh, Marvel Snap. Uh, thank you for mentioning it. So I, I really do. Uh, I haven't played it since that time I mentioned it because you know I haven't really had time to do anything. But Marvel Snap is pretty fun, actually. You can tell that there are times where you're playing a bot and then there's times where you're playing a person. But either way, it's still fun. I love the fact that it's like, you know, it's not that hard of a concept to understand. You're trying to take your deck of 12 cards and... Basically, it's a best two out of three. However many points you have in two out of the three lanes, you win. Uh, I don't know. I've never had the thing where all three are tied or whatever. Um, I'm not sure what happens there. But 
uh it's cool yeah there is some grind there is a grindy nature to it like you know you do have like your dailies and your uh things like that but you do get to unlock like uh different looking cards uh if you get to a certain level um you get points that you can use to unlock other cards obviously so and they have like little mini like quests that you can unlock as well like winning so many matches playing so many of certain cards all that stuff so um, you I, there's a whole meta behind this as well. A lot of people making certain decks and everything else. So, yeah, I I will probably hope to play more of it. But like I said, I've really been enjoying it. The art is really cool on these cards uh, as well. It's free. Play it on your phone. Play it on PC. Whatever. If you're a Marvel fan, and if you like like Hearthstone or any of those like digital card games, uh, you know, magic even, I think you could really kind of, even if you're not a big fan of Marvel, I think there's, it's easy enough to understand that you can, I think you can get the hang of it and play. Right. Well, the, it, the fact that it's like over in six minutes helps. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, the, the matches are fast. Um, they're, they're like, ma- they're like magic, you know, they can last an hour, you know, if you're really playing tactically or whatever, or, you know, like same with Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the small decks as well, it's not like this, like, oh my God, I've got to have the perfect deck. And where you got to a point where, okay, well, I have to wait for this to happen so I can have an advantage. It's like, it always feels like as long as you don't overdo it on cards of a certain level, uh, because it does go in phases, right? Like, like Hearthstone, where, uh, you know, the first turn you can only put up like level zero or level one cards and so on and so forth. So it does build up to being able to use those high level cards. So as long as you don't have too many low level or too many high level, you keep it balanced. You're always in it to the end too. So, you know, that's, that's another positive. I think as long as you kind of start getting the gist of how this works and try to figure out how ways to outsmart your opponent. I mean, that's the fun stuff too is like, when I think I'm totally out of it and then I go, Oh, wait a minute. That based on also all three of the different, um, the, the three pods, I don't know what you call them, the areas that you have, they're all different and they have like a yeah, random, zones. uh, they have a random like thing that they give you as well. Like, uh, say, Oh, if you add this kind of card here, it will add plus two to the cards on the other side or if you only have one card there and nobody gets added the next turn you plus three that character or whatever so like you can use that to your advantage as well and like there's times where like i thought i was out of it and then i go oh wow this card just makes it to where i i just won and it's it's fun like that so um i definitely think people should to try it out and it's, it feels like it's a game right now that is in the zeitgeist. So for those people that like being in the, in the gaming, Hey, everybody's playing this kind of thing. This is the game, one of the games to be playing right now, uh, for sure. Another one, uh, whether you're, you're hating on it or, or not, a vampire survivor is also on game pass now. So you can finally go see what all the buzz is about on that game too. One, yeah. one last game I'll mention I played and then I, quickly uninstalled it was overwatch 2 really i played their halloween event and i've liked that event in the past Junkenstein. that's like the old version they did like 
but you were playing it for a while and then you off stopped. and on but i did the i did the holiday event this year and i did both events i lost the first one and i won the second one and i got like one spray oh, and man. i'm just like yeah the progression in this is just not worth like not worth it anymore uh that sucks to hear I don't think I like, as a concept, I don't think I like season passes that much. Right, no, definitely. I'm not a big fan of that either. I think it worked fairly well in, I think it works fairly well in Call of Duty, at least for the most part. But Halo seemed kind of busted. Uh, this was, like, Overwatch 2 is just completely underwhelming. But it's just not rewarding, you know? Right. So, yeah, forget it. I just, yeah, I installed it. <sighs> like I said, it sucks to hear. Uh, it's a game that I know you were kind of looking forward to it in a way, so... Yeah. Yeah. I imagine their Christmas event will be much the same thing, you know? Yeah. And people are pissed about the Halloween event this year also. Like, it's a lot of people like, what? I don't get anything. Or, you know, you do it, and it's like, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of cool to do it once, but only once. (laughs) Yeah, not great. All right. That being said, talking about game, we talked about the games we're playing, talking about games that are coming soon here. Um, yeah, next week there's some, some good stuff, some good indies. If you haven't, if you're looking for, for some reason, you're looking for something to play and you're not playing God of War, um, or Tactics Over Reborn for that matter. That's, that's out as well. Uh, it takes two comes to Switch. If you haven't played that yet and you want it on your Switch, it will be there. Uh, Somerville. It's coming to Game Pass and PC. Uh, I've been kind of looking forward to that, so I will be checking it out. Pentiment also comes next week, the next day, actually. So two really good uh, indie games to be checking out. Um, that's also coming to PC. And um, Call of Duty Warzone 2.0. If you didn't get enough Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, you can get go get the free uh, Warzone 2.0. Out there on the 16th, so I'm expecting Mark to give me a full report on Warzone I didn't play 2. The first one, I never yeah, played that. A... I think I played like once, and I'm like, all right, no. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, all right, so that, that's your. No, I'm joking. That's your uh, thing to do for next week. Uh, Ghost Simulator Three. While we're at it, that's that's coming uh, next week too. So. And then, of course, Pokemon on Friday coming out. I'm very excited. Pokemon Violet and Scarlet's come out and getting to play that open world, see how, how much of an open world it really is. And if you're on the PC, I guess you can go play Miles Morales if you haven't played that yet, uh, as well. And that dark pictures, the devil in me, which I feel like will just totally get usurped by everything Pokemon coming out that same day. Um, but if you don't have a Switch, I guess you can play that instead. So, that being said, I don't know uh, what day we're going to do the show next week. I'm trying to see what's going to be happening with the moving and stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll have a probably better idea by Tuesday, I think, of what's going to happen, whether we're going to get the one that's going to be ready on December 1st, or if that one's not going to happen, we got to wait longer. Um, but... Either way, uh, good stuff coming up soon. We will for sure be back at some point next week. Um, hopefully everybody that we once again got saved by the hurricane completely missing us here in the Miami area. But once again, the folks over there in 
Tampa and everybody basically almost similarly to the same area they got hit by he and got this tropical storm. Hopefully everybody's okay. Um, you can hit, uh, follow, like, subscribe on YouTube, on Twitch, on wherever it is that you watch or listen to us on any of the podcasts. Review us there. That will help a lot. Leave a comment on the YouTube video. That helps us as well. Um, you know, for until next week, for Mark and I, we'll see you later. Later. Please.